Hey friend, welcome to Therapy, Wine, and Jesus, the podcast that strips away the stigma of mental health in the black and brown communities, while also focusing on everyday life and keeping the faith. I'm your host and life coach, Tiffany Winfield. Join me and others as we discuss what it takes to heal invisible wounds and manage life's challenges all while maintaining the faith. So take a seat, pour your favorite glass of wine, and get your dose of Therapy, Wine, and Jesus. Hey friend, on today's episode, I am letting you in on a little bit of what makes me tick. What makes Tiffany, Tiffany? Um, I talk about the passing of my father, which changed the whole course of my life. And I know that sounds strange, but at the young age of 10, his death really impacted my life. So sit back, get your favorite glass of wine, drink responsibly and take a listen. He's gone. Two simple words that literally changed the trajectory of my life at a young age, at the age of 10. On March 11th, 1993, my dad passed away of a massive heart attack. I was 10 and he was maybe 43 or 44. Which is weird because when I think about it in hindsight, I'm almost 40 and I think about somebody passing away now at the age of 43 and I'm like, damn, that's young. (laughs) But back then, you know, when I was 10 and I thought about my dad passing away, I'm thinking my dad was old, but he wasn't. But literally his death changed the trajectory of my life. And it wasn't for the good. I don't remember being happy after that day. It was Thursday. I remember I was already having a bad day. (laughs) And I laughed because I was in the fifth grade and I literally was having a bad day at school. I think I failed my spelling test and I had to come home and talk to my mom and explain to her that I got an F on the spelling test. and. My mom was a kindergarten teacher, so she was a stickler about grades. So my day was already going pretty bad. I rode the bus home, and I remember getting closer and closer to my house and seeing an ambulance jeep parked in front of my home. And immediately, I knew it was my dad. I immediately knew. Something was wrong with my dad. Now, at the age of 10, I didn't know exactly the severity of my dad's sickness. I remember him having to spend a couple of days in Duke Hospital because he was sick. Um, But come to find out, he had had a massive heart attack. Um, Well, at that time, I don't think it was a massive one, but he had had a heart attack. Um, and I remember my dad being on several meds. I remember him carrying around a fanny pack, a leather brown fanny pack that he carried everywhere we went. He kept it in the car and it was full of medication, full of meds. And again, I did not realize 
the severity of my dad's sickness until he was gone. A neighbor drove me to the hospital where I was greeted by a great uncle. And I remember him embracing me and whispering to the neighbor that was still standing beside me, he's gone. He's gone. Two words that now are so impactful on my life. My dad and I were close. I was daddy's girl. I was never a mama's girl. I was always a daddy's girl. I remember my dad and I used to spend hours together in the basement just watching TV. He used to love boxing. We used to play box. We used to play fight. My dad would take me to (laughs) the pool. He belonged to this social club called the Blanks Club in my hometown. And I remember spending countless summer nights and days there just having no cares in the world. My dad had this old, probably 1970-something Chevrolet truck. No, not Chevrolet, sorry. It was a Ford. It was a blue Ford pickup truck. And before there were any rules and regulations around (laughs) kids riding in the bed of the, the truck, I would always ride in the back down Riverside Drive. Riverside Drive was the main strip or still is the main strip in my hometown. My cousin and I would jump on the back of the truck and just let the wind just blow through our hair. Those days were amazing. I remember my dad (laughs) putting me to work and putting my cousin to work doing yard work or washing cars. We didn't know it was work at the time. We were just having fun because my dad was so loving. We were just happy just to be helping my dad and to just be near him. But on March 11th, that day, my childhood was taken away. My life after that seemed to cease. I remember my mom getting sick, and I use air quotes, sick. We were told that she had the flu. My sister and I were told that she had the flu. My mom, I recall her not getting out of the bed for days. Even for my dad's funeral, we had to go get our hair done, and um, my mom's friend had to take me to get my hair done because my mom couldn't get out the bed. And now when I look at it, she didn't have the flu. My mom was depressed. The death of my dad literally took a toll on her body. After my dad's passing, I always felt like an outcast to my mom and to my sister. I always felt like it was me against them. Now, to give you some context, my sister was born with a disability um, at the fault of a doctor, the doctor that delivered her. 
he pulled too, arm, too hard on her arm, on her left arm, and caused her left arm to be paralyzed. Over the years, my mom gave my sister so much attention and basically, I don't, for lack of better words, babied her and just protected her because of my sister's disability. I always had to carry the load for everything. I ended up becoming, air quotes again, the man of the house. I was the one that was fixing things around the house. I was the one washing the cars. I was the one cutting the grass. I was the one left by myself because my daddy was gone. As time went on, I had a fear of being alone. My fear was that I was going to grow old and die alone. I had a fear that no man was ever going to love me. I had uncles that took my sister and I in and became that father figure. They were our great uncles, so they were more like a grandfather figure. And I appreciate them, and I appreciate their love. But that wasn't enough for me as I got older. As I matured into a uh, teenager, I looked for love in the wrong places. As I matured into a young adult, I still looked for love in all the wrong places. The lack of my father being present on earth caused me to make decisions out of fear. It caused me to choose to do things that gave me attention from males. On top of making poor choices out of fear, I also had low self-esteem. I was what a lot of people consider a big girl. After my dad passed away, I went into a phase where I used to eat all the time. Food became my comforter. I remember sneaking food and hiding in a corner and eating because I didn't want my mom to see me eating food. Food became my best friend. Music also became my best friend. My dad had a love for music. He would make mixtapes mix back in the day from eight tracks. And he would give them away. I used to just listen to some of his old mixtapes. And that would make me feel closer to my dad. The food just made me feel good. I would binge eat and eat and eat. And at one point in my life, I even had an eating disorder. I would eat 
and eat and eat until my soul's desire. And then I will go to the bathroom and purge and purge and purge. Then I would just go to my room and cry and cry and cry. The loss of my dad was a pivotal moment in my life. It was a turning point in my life. Back then, my mom was a stickler on anything that happened in our household remained in our household. We do not talk about it. We do not mention it. And if my mom caught wind of anything that left our household, oh, I would get the belt. I would get the belt. My mom, in hindsight, should have put me in therapy a long time ago because I have daddy issues. And I may not have the typical daddy issues where my dad left me and had a whole nother family somewhere else. I had daddy issues to the point where my dad left me and I no longer had that father figure to look up to. I no longer had that man that loved me unconditionally, no matter what. I no longer had that man that would play box with me downstairs in our basement. That man that would let me wash his car, help him do the yard work. I lost my best friend on March 11th, 1993. Now, therapy has unveiled a lot of stuff from my childhood. And I realize that the death of my father has caused me to make certain decisions in my life out of fear, out of fear of being alone. Hence why I am now divorced. My demise of my marriage ultimately had something to do with the way I decided to move out of fear because I did not want to be alone. Now, I'm not saying I'm taking all the blame for the loss of my marriage, but my decisions played a big role in my divorce. I want all of you listening to know that grief at whatever stage in life is real. And one thing that I hate to hear people say is that, oh, you lost your father. You didn't lose a mother. They say that to say that losing a mother is worse than losing a father. I can understand why people say that. But my relationship with my dad will be and always has been different from the relationship that I have with my mom. So just because someone loses loses a mother versus a father, don't treat that grief any differently. 
And don't come out your mouth to say, oh, you lost your father. You didn't lose a mother. I've had one too many people say that to me. And it's hurtful because my feelings are my feelings. And nobody else can tell me how I should feel about the loss of a parent. Even to this day, it's been 30 years since my father passed away. And I thought that I could handle his death a little bit better. But here lately, as I go through this healing journey, as I do my podcast, as I talk to my girlfriends, I realize more and more how much I still have to heal from my daddy's passing. I do not believe that I have truly mourned my father's loss. Because once he passed away, I stepped up in a role of maturity to take care of my mother and my sister. I felt like I had to take care of them. And this may sound weird to y'all, but I even had a dream. And we can talk about this in detail another day. But I dreamed my dad came back to me right after he passed away. He came to me and told me to take care of my mom and my sister. And that's what I felt like I had to do. And when I say I literally was not happy a day after that day, I was not truly, genuinely 100% happy after that day. I cannot remember having a robust childhood like I did prior to March 11th, 1993. So friends, if there's anything that I could offer to you from my story, is that grief comes in all shapes and sizes. Don't judge anyone on their grief. Just be a listening ear. Just be a kind word. And if you have experienced loss or if your child has experienced loss, I encourage you to seek professional help for them. They need to let out their thoughts and their emotions in a healthy manner, unlike I did. And still to this day, I still have to work on the healthy manner. It's hard. It's a healing journey. Get therapy. Get some type of professional counseling. It helps. I know you don't want to talk about your problems. You don't want to talk to anybody. But friend, let that ish out. Let it out. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your loved one to be able to process your grief in a healthy manner. I still cry 30 years later when I think about my dad. I wish I could pick up the phone and 
tell him how my day was. I wish he could have walked me down the aisle. I wish my dad could wash my car for me. (laughs) I wish my dad could see his grandkids. I miss my dad. I really do. That is the traumatic event in my life that changed the course of my life. So friends, as we go throughout this journey, as we get to know more about each other and you learn more about me, I'll open up more and and tell you more about my childhood and, and how that has impacted me. But for now, friends, don't let your grief consume you. Get help. Get help sooner rather than later. I promise it will be worth it. Woo, child. Lord, I listened to the replay and I just boo-hoo and cried and snorting and sniffling all over the place. But friend, I'm going to get through this thing called grief. I'm going to get through this thing called life. We are going to get through this thing called life together. So if you want to be part of my tribe, make sure you subscribe. Share this episode with another good friend. And we can all be friends. (laughs) All right, y'all. Make sure you do your 24-7 self-care. What is 24-7 self-care? It is doing something 30 minutes every day for yourself. Make sure you take care of you. All right, friends. Love you. Mwah, mwah.